0: Hi, this is Jim Lyon, and you're listening to Viewpoint. And you just heard some stanzas, some verses of that famous classic Christmas carol, The First Noel. It's a carol that has many, many verses, and it tells a lot of the Christmas story. It talks about shepherds waiting to hear the angels, and it talks about wise men who were seeking Jesus following a star. With me today, Jamie Wilkerson, thanks for coming alongside. Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas to you.
0: Do you like that song, The First Noel? I do. I mean, there's something about the melody and the lyrics that merge together that once you hear it, you just can't escape it. It just keeps going on in your mind. And that Christmas carol tells us that, well, Christmas is around the corner. Everywhere we go, we can find it. I know that I began to see Christmas appearing in the commercial sector of my community (laughs) earlier in the fall, but right now we're in the deep of it. We're counting down the weeks until Christmas Day itself in what's called the Western calendar of the Christian year on December 25th. If you're in the Eastern calendar of the Christian year, it'll fall on January 7th. But however you cut it, we are marching towards Christmas, the celebration of the birth of Christ. But wait a minute, Jamie, as we look at Christmas, there are so many decorations all around us. I mean, last week we talked about Christmas trees, this week, let's talk about something else. What else is kind of an emblem that you just always see at Christmas? It's on Christmas cards. It's in <laughs> decorations. It's in all kinds of motifs. What would you say?
1: I would say the star.
0: There's that star thing. The star. <laughs> I mean, the star is everywhere. There's that star of Bethlehem. Most people have heard about the star of Bethlehem. And yet some people don't really know what that is, what that means, and why it matters. But I'm so glad it's part of the Christmas mix because it's beautiful When you see a star, maybe at the top of a Christmas tree, or maybe painted on glass. I used to stencil when I was a kid. My mom would help me stencil (laughs) on the window. You know, they're going to smoke. Yeah. And there was always a star. It was something I could do. Or making a star-shaped cookie. My wife has my granddaughters at our house, even now, (laughs) cutting out Christmas cookies. And that star shape is one of their favorites. Oh, yeah. The star, though, is more than just a pretty ornament. It actually has meaning star In pop culture, Jamie, stars mean a lot of things. There are, in most newspapers, an astrology column where people think they can get clues about their lives from looking at the stars, which is an ancient practice. I mean, it goes way, way back. People studied the skies and the heavens, and they tried to figure out, well, those heavenly bodies, as they would call them, those bright lights in the night sky, they move about. They're not static. Does that mean they have some kind of life or energy about them? And when they move into certain patterns, does that speak to who I am? If I'm born at a certain time when the stars are in a certain way in the sky, does that predestine me to some outcomes? That's astrology. I'd say nonsense. (laughs) and it does not speak into our ordinary lives. But there are people who have believed that, and certainly in ancient time, when people had finite experience with science and did not comprehend a lot of the universe, it's easy to see how they would look at the heavens and think, wow, there's something going on there that has direct impact on me. In popular culture... Walt Disney created some characters. Uh, Have you ever heard that song, When I Wish Upon a Star? Oh, yes. When You Wish Upon a a Star. Yeah, yeah, it's a classic. It's beautiful. There's something comforting about it. But actually, a star is just a thing in the sky. It's actually a light, a, a reflection of light, or maybe a star generating light on its own. Like our sun is a star. And equivalents to our sun that are far, far away from us appear as those pinpoints of light. But they are part of the created order. They do not have intrinsic life or brain or mind or power in and of themselves. Mm -hmm. But people still have looked at stars and seen them as guiding lights. So while astrology, which says the movement of the stars and the convergence of stars actually can have direct impact on your life as if they could alter events or predestine you to certain events the use of a star as a guiding instrument as a kind of navigation system that's real science that's a real thing and the ancients also understood they could find their way without a gps without a google map <laughs> they could go long distances if they understood where the stars were in certain seasons of the year and so it was customary and and until modern time even seafarers people out in ships at sea which wouldn't have landmarks because they couldn't see the land would take their cues about how to put the sails up and how to steer the ship by the stars because you could get a direction. Famously, there's a north star and that is a fixed point in the sky where you can know if I follow that, I'll be going north. Oh, that all brings us to a story in the scripture about the birth of Christ that comes together with a star. The story is found in Matthew chapter two and we wanna share that with you, but first hear this. It's a famous Christmas carol that tells the story of those three kings from the Orient.
2: We three kings of Orient are Bearing gifts we traverse afar Field and fountain, moor and mountain following yonder star. Born a king on Bethlehem's plain. The gold I bring to crown
0: Three Kings of Orient are. It's a classic Christmas hymn, and it draws its inspiration straight out of the historic narrative of the birth of Jesus. Matthew chapter 2, beginning with verse 1, tells the story. Take it away, Jamie. What does it say?
1: It says Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote.
0: And here, Matthew quotes, From the prophet Micah. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you, who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me, so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy, and they entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Wow, what a story. Let's just talk about that star for a minute. So in the ancient world, even as in the modern world, people have been accustomed to looking to the sky for direction. Not, again, magical direction. Oh, should I marry this person? Am I going to be an angry person because of the zodiac sign under which I was born or whatever? No, no, no. They looked for the science of astronomy, which is different than this myth of astrology. And the science of astronomy understands that stars can be fixed in the heavens, and they can move as the earth moves, our perspective of the heavens changes. But ancient people, as some modern seafarers, understood they could find their way by looking into the sky. These What we call wise men. And we're not sure how many there were. We think there were three. That's become the popular motif because there were three gifts presented. But there might have been 10 of them, or 20 of them, or five of them. We just don't know. But this group of men were accustomed to looking in the heavens. And as they were, they noticed a star unusual. This tells us that this star was not just the ordinary heavenly scene. It was just not just something that appeared in the night sky routinely. It was a unique development. I believe it was a supernatural intervention of God in the night sky that caught their attention. And because they were looking up, they followed that star. But that star has become a powerful gesture from heaven, but not just for those people then seeking the new king of the Jews, this new Messiah who was to be born. No that star has become an emblem for all of us, that God will help light your way and help guide your path if you are really seeking this king of kings, this Lord of lords. And so they were. What's striking about the star and why I think it's supernatural is not only did it lead them, they followed it, it gave them direction. And we think they came from ancient Persia in the east of Bethlehem, modern-day Iran. It came and stood over the place where the child was. Uh, Normally, A star in conventional astronomy would not have that precision. But this star supernaturally led them exactly to the place. It was a dangerous journey. It was a tiring journey. It was a costly journey. But at last they found Jesus. And when they found Jesus, I love this, they found joy. When they saw Jesus and his mother Mary, they were filled with joy. You can't escape joy when you come to Jesus. Sometimes it's mixed with some sorrow because you realize how broken you've been or how flawed you've been, and that causes to be sorrowful. But that is always overcome by joy because joy is the consequence of Jesus being present in our lives and changing us and transforming us and giving us hope. Even the infant child, Jesus gives joy. When you think about the journey of the wise men, Jamie, are there some things that you've experienced in your life perhaps that you feel like you've had to follow a star, you've had to kind of take a Trip to find your way.
1: I think that this story reminds me of the journey that I believe I'm I'm on, and and many believers all over the world are on, is this constant seeking of God. And it reminds me of an account in Matthew um, where it talks about if you seek seek the Lord, you will find Him. And one translation, um, the New Living, even says. Um, keep on seeking and you will find keep on knocking and the door will be open for everyone who asks receives and everyone who seeks finds and to everyone who knocks the door will be open so I think that this story um I could relate to it so much with the um the wise man following the star and 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 coming right to a place of joy and i I think that as a believer it's just is so significant because in our walk with Christ it's the same as we seek God, we will find Him and we'll experience that joy, that everlasting joy.
0: (laughs) It is a story about seeking, isn't it? Because the wise men traveled a great distance. Imagine traveling, if not on foot, on camelback, across hundreds of miles. There were dangers, there were bandits, there were people that might take advantage of them, especially as they were carrying precious gifts. Uh, There were uncertainties because they weren't sure exactly how they would find him or where they would find him they weren't sure exactly what they would find they were just looking for this persona in the book of numbers in the old testament it had been forecast that there would arise a star of jacob and and so it was understood that this messiah this promised deliverer this lord of lords and king of kings that the herald of his birth would include in some way a star the Star of Jacob, Jacob being the name of the original Israel. These seekers were very intentional about finding Christ. And what you just described, Jamie, is so true. We sometimes are so busy with our lives or preoccupied seeking other things that we just drive by Jesus or we walk by Bethlehem. <laughs> we just keep on going to the next town. <laughs> and we didn't realize that we walked by him because we weren't looking for him. We're not seeking him. But when you tune your heart and your mind to think, wait a minute, this Jesus who is so much the subject, not just of Christmas, but of all history, this Jesus who is the most towering figure of all human history, this Jesus who claims to be God, this Jesus who promises eternal life, this Jesus who is Savior, friend, and master, this Jesus about which I've heard so much, I am going to find him. And I'm not going to imagine that I can just stumble onto him. No, I'm going to find him. I'm going to set my heart on finding him. That's the story of the star. And when they found him, they found joy. They didn't wait for their joy to find him. They just knew that they were incomplete until they would find him. And then they worshiped him because joy at the finding of Jesus will always bring you to your knees. And then they gave him gifts. And you cannot resist but worshiping Jesus with the gift of yourself when you find him. This Christmas... Don't just let Christmas be so busy that you don't seek Jesus. And when you pass by the star on the top of that Christmas tree, when you see the star outside of the store, when you see the star in some kind of Christmas sweater, when you see the star on a Christmas card, wherever you see it, think about this. Am I seeking Jesus like those wise guys did? Because if I am, I will find him. And I'm here to tell you, The Lord is very nearby. He's not hiding from you. You just have to open your eyes and your heart to find Where can you find him? How can you find him? Think about Christmas this way. Not just parties and celebrations, but thoughtful and reflective. A great, great song that comes out of the African-American tradition in the United States talks about how we can wonder as we wander out under the sky. About this Jesus who came so far for us to die.
3: I wonder as I wander out under the sky how Jesus the Savior did come for to die for poor Twas in a cow stall with wise men and farmers and shepherds and all, and high from God's heaven a starlight did
4: fall,
3: and the promise of.
0: this Christmas. Seek Jesus. But how do you seek Jesus? You can start with us right here, right now as we pray. We're going to pray, and we invite you to join us. Take a deep breath, bow your heart and head. Pray with us. Our Father, we're so thankful that Jesus came into this world. We're thankful for the Christmas time that celebrates his coming. We're thankful that Jesus is not hiding from us and that he can be found. But we Lord, acknowledge that sometimes we're so busy pursuing other things that we're not even looking for him. And at Christmas, we can be so busy, especially pursuing other things that we might even walk by Bethlehem. With every star that we see as a decoration, with every star that we see this Christmas, remind us, Lord, that we need to be seeking Jesus. And then, Lord, help us to know where to find him lead us to the place where we can intersect with him. We know he's everywhere, but bring us to that moment, Lord, where we ourselves will see him and be filled with joy and worship him. I pray that we will find him, Lord, in the company of his people in a church meeting. I pray, Lord, that we will find him in the doing the acts of kindness and helping the poor and those who may be disadvantaged. I pray, Lord, that we might find him as we hear the music, And stop and think and pray. Open our hearts and eyes. And I pray, Lord, for all that join us in this prayer now, that before Christmas Day comes, we will know we have found the living Christ. We ask it in his name. Amen. If you want to know more about how you can seek Jesus and find him, give us a call. Just dial this number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. 24 hours a day and seven days a week. We're right by the phone, so anxious to hear from you. But, Jamie, I know there are some people that would prefer not to call, but they could find us on the web. What's our web address?
1: Our web address is www.cbhviewpoint.org.
0: CBH, those letters stand for Christians Broadcasting Hope. That's who we are. CBHviewpoint.org. You can read about the ministry there and you can send us an email. We will reply. Or at the last, just write me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana 46018, USA. But whether you call us up, check us out online, or send us a letter, please let us hear from you this week. Jamie, I hope you find some stars out your window (laughs) or in front of your windshield as you're driving these days.
1: I hope so, too.
0: And uh, follow that star right to Jesus. That's right. And we are so thankful that you have tuned in to be with us on Viewpoint today. We hope you'll join us again next week when we continue to unpack some of the history and meaning of the great symbols of Christmas. But until then, for all of us at the Viewpoint ministry team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, Merry Christmas. This is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.